football time in Tennessee. I yes, I'm not going to, so quit asking. They're fat, dumb, and happy and entitled. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Good afternoon. It is Friday, October 9th, and this is the first episode of the Thinking Out Loud podcast. I'm Brady Clayton, alongside my co-host, uh, Landon Morrell and Jared Horn. Uh, this podcast, we're basically just going to be talking about the SEC games every week. We may uh, add on to it as it goes, but for now, we're just going to be sticking to the SEC. Uh, this week, we've got a pretty solid slate of games. We're uh, looking at the first game we got this week uh, that we're going to be talking about is Florida A&M. It's at 11, 11 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, spread looking six and a half in favor of Florida. Uh, personally, I think that's a pretty crappy spread. I think Florida covers by by a lot. I don't even think it's close. Uh, and I'm going uh, Florida 42, A&M 21. I think A&M sticks in it for a little bit with their defense being pretty good. It may be close at halftime, but uh, their offense is just – it's, they just can't move the ball. They, they showed it last week against Alabama. Their offense is pretty bad. And uh, I just don't think they win this game. What you got, Landon? All right, well, might be a little surprise here, but I'm taking I'm taking A&M to lead at the half, 21-17. Light a fire under Florida. Come back, end up 34-24. Florida favor. What about you, Jared? Not so fast, son. Not so fast. Um you know, I, I don't even think I can give a reasonable uh, uh, score prediction. I think it's going to be three, four touchdowns. Um, the, th- the thing about A&M is that, like, against Alabama, the first, like, five, six, seven minutes of the game, they came out hot, and then it's like they, they just die at some point. So until they can, like, steadily put together put put together a full game, at least a full half, they're, they're never going to beat anybody good. So Flor- Florida's going to roll. They'll win by three or four touchdowns. I don't think it'll be close. Um, Jimbo's got to get his act together. Yeah, that's the only reason I think it's close. Jimbo's on the hot seat, coaching to yeah. save his job here. Personally, I think A and M kind of maybe screwed up. They pushed someone out the door, and he's doing the. He did literally the exact same thing Jimbo's done at A and M. Yeah, but ex- like someone found a way to beat Bama. Yeah, exactly. Like I just don't think Jimbo's the right man for the job down there and they put so much money into him they've kind of uh, dug their own grave really yeah it's most money in the sec they're just wasting away for sure all right next game we're going to talk about uh missouri lsu it's also at 11 it's on the sec alternate channel that game was originally supposed to be at lsu but it's been moved to columbia due to the hurricane coming in tomorrow and i really don't think that makes any difference uh, especially with the fans not really being there. And Missouri didn't have that many fans anyway. So, uh, I think – I mean, LSU, I haven't really been that impressed with them, though. So, I do think uh, Missouri will keep it within 14 and a half. I think it's going to be somewhere around 34 to 24 LSU wins. But uh, Missouri is not going to let them cover. Uh, their defense is pretty solid for the most part. I mean, they did get hammered against Tennessee last week. But Tennessee has been looking pretty solid. Uh, it's a solid contender to the East. They're my – uh, second favorite in the East. I think they have a good chance to beat Florida. And we'll move on and talk about them later when they, they got a big game this week as well. But uh, I'm taking the Missouri Tiger, uh, the LSU Tigers in this one, but Missouri uh, doesn't let them cover. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree there. LSU's oh. offense has been pathetic. 
Besides maybe against Vanderbilt. I mean, but that's Vanderbilt. I mean, but that doesn't really make a difference. Vanderbilt's trash. Yeah, that is true. So I'm going to go with LSU at 14, Missouri with the field goal, 14-3. Low-scoring defensive game. I think, uh, you know, I think Missouri found uh, found themselves a little quarterback. So, I mean, LSU is going to win the game. I think it's been closer than people think. I definitely don't think it'll be a 14-point game. I think it's a crappy spread. Um, I think LSU wins late, but I think it's a ball game until the fourth quarter. Uh, Miles Brennan is pitiful. It's nice to see LSU have a you know crap quarterback. Oh, love again. to see it now. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, I, I hope Missouri wins the game. Like like I don't want LSU to win, but I think they win a close one. The thing about so. Miles Brennan is you never want to be the guy that follows the guy. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, Miles Brennan. Right now, I saw this on Twitter. He looks like the guy whose dad paid for him to be on all the All Star teams. Like <laughs> he just—he doesn't—he doesn't fit the part. Of, I mean, his his stats say otherwise. I mean, his stat line is not terrible at 682 yards and seven touchdowns in two games. But like, that's against—I don't know. I, I just don't think it's against uh, the greatest, a mediocre uh, Mississippi State defense and a, at and best, a, and a Van, and a Vanderbilt defense. Yeah, those are okay. two stat padded I mean, games Derek right there. Mason, Derek Mason usually always has his defense ready to play. They're always usually the best aspect of a Vanderbilt team, but like still, they're not a—they're not a quality defense. I mean, what do they have? Uh, They've had twenty or so players opt out of this season. Is that right? Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty a pretty high number. I don't know the exact, but I think it's somewhere around that. Which pretty positive. So yeah, those. Um, I don't think Vanderbilt wins a game this year. Well, the oh, first yeah, half, the first, the first half of the Vandy LSU game. I mean, Vanderbilt competed. Vanderbilt they, stuck they, with they, them because their defense yeah. isn't terrible. Like Derek Mason's always going to have their defense ready to go. But yeah, uh, I think he's a good off, coach. I mean, they got a young quarterback. Uh, Ken Seals, I think is his name. Yeah, he hasn't looked bad um, at all. He's not He's not that bad. I think he's going to have a bright career. He just – I mean, he's kind of got no no help. I mean, he has no weapons. I mean, that's just part of it at Vanderbilt, though. I mean, maybe they can get another guy like uh, – uh, what's his name that plays the Bucks? Uh, that was pretty good. No. Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn. <laughs> they can get another one of those guys. I mean, right. They may could win four or five games in a few years, but – Vanderbilt's going to be Vanderbilt. Yeah, I don't see Derek Mason staying there too long. I mean, he's going to—he's a good coach. Might take a higher job yeah. there. He'd be better off being defensive coordinator somewhere. But that leads us into our next talking about Vanderbilt. We got the South Carolina at Vanderbilt. That game is also at eleven. It's on the SEC Network. It's at Vanderbilt, which really doesn't make a difference because <laughs> they're not even allowing any fans into their stadium this year. Nothing new. Uh, but, they, yeah, they, they've been used to that for years. But I think South Carolina, they, they probably roll in this one. I mean, they do typically struggle sometimes with Vanderbilt because Mustramp can't always coach himself out of a cardboard box. But uh, I think Colin Hill and uh, South Carolina take the dub, and I think they cover, I'm going to say, 28-7 to 7 South Carolina. Yeah, this is – my lock of the week right here. South Carolina gets the win easy, 35-7. to seven. It's not, it's, Vanderbilt's looked pathetic this year. I mean, besides the first game against A&M, which, I mean, it's A&M. They've looked just as pathetic. So. Yeah, I mean, Vanderbilt's a team that, like, even if they were playing non-conference games, they'd find a way to lose, like, Middle Tennessee State and uh, somebody like that yeah. this year. They just don't have the talent. What you got, Jared? The thing about Vandy is, though, you're right, but they always seem to sneak up and beat somebody, too. 
Who they beat? I mean, they've beaten Ole Miss. They beat Missouri times, last but, year. Yeah, they beat Missouri. They beat Ole Miss a couple years ago. Um, I mean, I think South Carolina wins the game. I think South Carolina realistically should be one and one. They could have beat Tennessee. Should have beat Tennessee. They should have beat Tennessee. They played Florida closer than people think. Florida is a really good team, but when you go back and look at the Ole Miss game and the South Carolina game that they played, they their defense is kind of shabby. And Ole Miss and South Carolina both had chances. Now they're not as good of a team; they don't have as much talent, but they both had chances. Um, but for this game, Vandy, South Carolina, South Carolina probably wins 28-7, 28-10, But I think it's close for a half. South Carolina um, has a high-powered offense. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. underrated in the SEC. Yeah, and and Vanderbilt's offense isn't going to score enough points. So I mean, they'll roll. They'll they'll beat them pretty bad. But I think I do think it'll be close for a half. It always seems to be because Derek Mason is a good coach. He has his guys ready, but they just don't have enough talent to win consistently. All right. Next up, we got another big game. This is a uh, Arkansas coming in against Auburn. They just got off that big upset win against Mississippi State. Finally breaking their streak of 20 consecutive non-SEC uh, conference game losses. I know uh, our friend Double D would be happy to hear that. And uh, uh, they, But unfortunately for them, I think the streak starts back this week. I don't think they have a chance against Auburn. I mean, Auburn's not that great. I haven't been that impressed with them this year. But uh, Arkansas, their, their offense, I mean, they scored 28 points against Mississippi State, but uh, they didn't look that great doing it. I mean, Felipe Franks looked pretty solid, but, I mean, it, it wasn't the greatest off the performance I've ever seen. Their defense, on the other hand, has been pretty solid. I, I was pretty impressed with their defense last week. Shut down that uh, passing offense at Mississippi State, which is uh, which was pretty impressive. Uh, but I think Auburn and uh, their old, their new offensive coordinator, old Chad Morris, I think they uh, I think they put it on the Hogs this week. I think Auburn covers. I think they win forty two to ten. Not so fast there, Brady. Arkansas is coming off on a hot streak here. I mean, they're on a real high, and Auburn just got whooped by Georgia. Didn't even look like they competed in that game. Arkansas's defense has proven to be strong. Bo Nix, overrated as they come. I mean, I'm not saying Arkansas is going to win, but I'm saying it's going to be a lot closer than 13 and a half here. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I think Arkansas may keep it close for half. I mean, the mud, the mud and the rain may actually benefit the Hogs because that typically does. They love playing in that. But uh, I still – I don't think it's close. I, 42 to 10, I may have overstepped on that one. I may change it to, like, 35 to 14. But I still think Auburn wins. They're coming off an embarrassing loss on primetime. <laughs> yeah, I mean – Like, it, it was absolutely embarrassing. Georgia – in my opinion, is like they're 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 always good because they're Georgia, but like I'm not that impressed with them this year. I do not think they win the East, and uh, unless I mean, their I defense can wrong. score points, but yeah, but just... unless J T. Daniel, I mean Stetson Bennett looked pretty solid last week, but unless J T. Daniels comes in, they're gonna have to have a guy that's like the it factor, and I just don't think Stetson Bennett is that it factor. Uh, but yeah. uh, Auburn's gonna be mad after that loss. That was embarrassing. I think they just come in and they handle their business this week. The thing with Georgia, I mean, they've always relied on running backs. Gurley, who they have last year, can't remember his name. Swift. Swift. I, mean, I think they start. They DeAndre Swift. Swift and Zemir, now they have Zamir White. They had Chubb. Same Chubb. I mean, they just the run game has not gone off to a good start this year. I mean, they've relied on Stetson Bennett. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, you're playing with a third-string quarterback who's a walk-on. And he's play, he, I mean, he played out of his mind last week, but they absolutely just threw Auburn in the mud and kept him there and just, just killed him. It was awful. It was embarrassing to watch. Like, Auburn, Auburn's poo-poo, honestly. I mean, I think they're overrated, too. I think Bo Nix is overrated. I think he has talent, but I think people are figuring out how to defend him. Um, honestly, I think Malzone needs to get the heck out of there, take a sweater vest somewhere else. Um <laughs> Uh, I think I believe I believe about 150,000 Auburn fans would agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> but can't the only lie. problem is their buy his buyouts like I believe it's like eight figures if they fire him this year. Yeah, it's like something it's, stupid. He hasn't yeah. proven anything in years so, um, now. Yeah, he's going to be there yeah. for at least another year or two. He, he might he might lose every game on the schedule, but he'll I mean, beat Alabama. <laughs> I don't think they can afford to fire him, but uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about. Uh, Georgia a little bit later. So, what you got on your uh, Arkansas Auburn score, Jared? I think Auburn wins the game. I think it's close. I'd love for Arkansas to win. Um, Auburn probably runs away with it, like Brady said. Uh, they're gonna be pissed off, um, which they should be. I mean, they were absolutely just embarrassed. Like, like I don't even know that I, I would want to go to school the whole next week. I mean, it's just embarrassing. But uh, yeah, I mean, Auburn probably wins by a touchdown or two, but I think it's close. I think the Arkansas's defense gives them some trouble early on. All right, next up, we got my Ole Miss Rebels versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. That game is at 6.30 on ESPN, and the spread is 23.5 uh, in favor of the Tide. I think that's a pretty accurate spread, quite frankly. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Ole Miss offense has been really fun to watch. Both weeks, both games, Corral has looked like a whole new guy this year. I think Kiffin coming in has just completely developed his game. He's he's looked like a real real deal SEC quarterback this year. And I, in my personal opinion, I think he's one of the best ones in the SEC this year. Uh, and uh, he's still young, so I think they're I think they'll get their Ole Miss will use this game to showcase their offense a little bit. But I think the rain and the hurricane, the weather is probably going to affect the passing attack and. You're going to have to see Ole Miss run it through the tackles, and I just don't think they can do that with their young offensive line on Alabama's D-line. And I think Najee Harris has an absolute field day for Alabama, like absolute field day. Dude may rush for 400 yards. It, it could get bad. I, my, my score prediction is going to be Alabama 63, Ole Miss 28, 28 30, 35 maybe. Uh I don't, I don't know there. I don't know there. Lane Kiffin. I mean, I'd love to see an upset. I love I love the Rebels, but and I, I really hope they prove me wrong. But that defense the de- has been the defense absolutely is abysmal. So bad. Absolutely abysmal. Yeah, like but the you last have... two weeks. I mean, I get Kentucky's got some two solid running backs, but we gave up, I believe, five hundred three rushing yards to Lavasquez and AJ Rose, which are, and uh, and that Rodriguez guy they have. I don't, really know his first name but that and uh terry wilson they just absolutely ran terry all wilson over us killed him. terry wilson is a good running running quarterback and i mean he can't throw the ball for anything but it's kind of like what they had last year with lynn bowden i mean they didn't throw the ball they ran it they knew everybody knew they were going to run it but kentucky's gotten good at that like it was kind of like what old miss tried to do last year except they succeeded with it they did well and so, really, they didn't have Matt credit Luke credit on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't get me started on that. But, <laughs> but I, cre- I credit Mark Stoops to that. He's really mastered that run off, that power run offense and that those read options with the quarterback. But uh, 
Oh, that Ole Miss defense performance was pretty bad. They did show up when they needed it the most in the second half. They looked a lot True. better. They got better. And they got some crucial stops when they needed it. So I really think this Ole Miss team is improving. I, I don't think it's as – in the past it was a matter of the scheme being faulty. Now I think it's just a lack of defensive player recruiting. I think you give Kiffin and uh, you give DJ Durkin, you give uh, Partridge a few years to recruit, give them two recruiting classes and they'll have that defense ready to go. That offense will still be firing all cylinders, and they'll be winning some games, but they're not going to win this Saturday. Mm. Mm. I'm going I'm to go on a limb here and say Lane Kiffin is the first Nick Saban assistant to defeat him. Holy cow. Not this year. Uh, no, I agree. Maybe, maybe not, not definitely not this no, year. No, not this year. Uh, no, no, no. Maybe it, you just, I, I you just saved you our whole podcast. <laughs> And, and I it's, thought and you were about useless. to just take the most garbage take. No, I'm not, it's, not it's, taking that. It, it, it I mean, is I'm infancy. We almost lost it. That's like, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid that hard. Not, not this year. Cow. Not this year, but down the well, road. You know, eventually, if Ole Miss can manage to hold on to him and him not pull uh, what he did to Tennessee, uh, then I, I agree. But, <laughs> Might uh, lose him after a know. year. Yeah, you never know. But I'm easily picking Alabama this game. I'm going to say it's a little closer, but – with it being rainy, they're going to have to rely on Ely, and Ely hadn't done too much this year. I mean, he's, well, Ely can't really run in between. He doesn't really run in between the tackles. Uh, and I think yeah. Alabama's defense is so fast that that running around the edge stuff just isn't going to work. You're going to uh, have to a, rely on Snoop Connor a lot, and the offensive line has been okay. They 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 look better than last year, but they're really young. They got a lot of freshmen, sophomores starting, and I think one or two, one junior, but. uh I don't know. Uh, I expect think, Ole Miss to come out. Expect them to come out and win up – or not win up, but uh, put up points. I, mean, I think it may be close in the first half. They're they're going to come out 14 points quick. I mean, that's I what Lane Kiffin does. Half, but I just don't think the defense can keep them in it. And when Alabama adjusts and shuts down and stops Ole Miss's offense once or twice, and they will – and gets the ball back and does score, which they will – we, I just don't think Ole Miss can stay in it. Yeah, I'm going to take Alabama 42, Ole Miss 28. I like uh, that score. It's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What you got, Jimmy? I, mean, I think Ole Miss will score, score early. I think they'll come out hot. I mean, they can't. They they always do. I mean, a couple years ago, they were first first play of the game, touchdown, DK Metcalf, whenever that was. I forgot what year that was. Um, but, but it is Alabama. If it was just like – I'm trying to think of an example. Like – stereotype Oregon in the past where Oregon scores 70 points but they give up 65 points then maybe Ole Miss could outscore them well Ole but, Miss can win any game like that I, I don't yes like if Ole Miss was in the if Ole Miss was in the big 12 they would be yeah, the front runner yes. in the big 12 where, where defense yes. didn't matter yeah yeah, yeah. sure to like, Oklahoma they'd they, they'd outscore like, them but they'd go to the playoff like Oklahoma just about when, like with this team probably almost every year but they'd get boat raced like Oklahoma always does yeah. because they have no defense but no, like no. That's that's just the Big Twelve, like, if, but in the SEC you got to have a defense. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Kiffin will throw a lot of stuff at them. I think they'll score early, but Alabama will score with them, no doubt, because they're just going to run the ball and they'll run it down Ole Miss's throat. But um, the thing is, Saban. I mean, eventually, if Ole Miss even has a chance to win the game, they're going to have to run it in between the tackles. They're not going to be able to do their double reverse flea flicker. Hail Mary bull crap they do to score, which works, cool. But eventually they're going to have to play real football, per se, and, and try and beat them, and it's just not going to happen. And so Alabama probably wins 56 to 30, 63 to 31. I don't know. 
I agree. Something like that. But, That's yeah. a reasonable prediction. Yeah. All right. So moving on to Mississippi State at Kentucky at six thirty on the SEC Network. Spreads opened up to Kentucky favored with three points. Go Cats. Go Cats. I do not see Mississippi State winning this game. Last week the offense was pathetic. I mean, KJ Costello has five interceptions on the year. He's played two games now. I mean, granted he throws he's he's thrown 119 I mean, passes. He throws a, yeah, I mean, he throws about 85 times a game. But Yeah, I mean, what comes with the air raid offense is going to come with a lot of interceptions, but, like, I agree. Yeah. But, I mean, you got, you got Kentucky who's just going to manage the game. They're yeah, going they're going to keep the ball, keep it away from Costello and the offense. So, I'm taking Kentucky 21-14. You can uh, make gonna, a case. Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you got, you got it, you got it. <laughs> You can make it to a case that Kentucky should be 2-0 and because they could have beaten Auburn. They had turnovers late because Terry Wilson hadn't played in a year and a half. He fumbled whatever else he did. Ole Miss, the offense on Ole Miss outplayed them, but they should have scored. The second half, it's like they just stopped doing what they were doing, and all of a sudden they let Ole Miss's defense dictate what they were doing on offense, and that hey, shouldn't happen. Kentucky kicks an extra point, makes an extra point. I think they win that game. Yeah, no, it wasn't a field goal. They had a chance that before it went to overtime, they missed a field goal. They knocked it off the post. I didn't uh, see that they missed, one. They missed, they missed two field goals. They missed yeah. – they clanked one, and then they missed that extra point. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. That, extra, that extra point, like, if Ole, if, if he would have made that, I believe wholeheartedly Kiffin goes for two, and either Ole Miss wins the game or they lose. Yes. Right there. It wasn't going yes. to another overtime. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, so, like – I don't know. I, Kentucky's a very good team, though. Don't get me wrong. They, I agree. They very well could be 2-0 right now. I think they kind of got cheated out of the Auburn game a little bit with yes, some official officiating. They, they got like – it was like a, at one point in that game, there was like a 14-point swing in favor of Auburn all off of officiating. And so, yeah. I think Kentucky comes in, and I think Kentucky rolls. Like, I think State's defense has not been that impressive to me at all. No. I think Kentucky picks up where they left off last week offensively. I think they run it all down their throat. I think Terry Wilson I, – I, you may even see Joe Gatewood this week. I, I don't know. Because if, if uh, Mississippi State does shut down that run, Terry Wilson cannot pass the ball. And I yeah. think he's shown that yeah. two weeks in a row. And Joe yeah. Gatewood has been named eligible by the NCAA and SEC. I think you may see him this week if the run game doesn't work. And that could be an, also be an it factor and uh, open up the Kentucky offense a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um I think I think uh, I think State will have a better plan of attack on offense. Um, I heard a bunch of people say the blueprint is out on how to beat State. I agree. Um, I think Mike Leach has to make a ton of adjustments to beat Kentucky because Kentucky's Kentucky's thinking they got to get a win to salvage the season. You can't start zero three. I mean, technically they could win out, but they're not going to win out. So I think Kentucky is going. I think they want to get a win. They have to get a win. It's almost a must win game for them just to try and you know say hey hey we had a good season um but i think it'll be close i'm gonna go with kentucky i think kentucky beats them i think stoops is a better coach than leach i think he'll get out coached um kentucky's defense is better i think they'll i think they'll find a way to shut down the faulty air raid so far call it what you want i think it's eh, you know whatever so i mean i think they win 28 17 24 17 something like that i'm liking the I must say Kentucky 30, 35 or twenty eight. I'm gonna say thirty five Kentucky Mississippi State twenty twenty one. Nice picks, nice picks. 
And now let's talk about the big game of the week. You got Tennessee coming in hot on their win streak versus the number three Georgia Bulldogs. That is an absolute huge game in the SEC East standings. It's on it's on CBS at two thirty, the SEC game of the week. And this is the crazy part to me. Georgia is favored by twelve and a half. I just don't see that happen at all. This is my this is gonna be my uh, bet and lock of the week. I think Tennessee definitely, most definitely covers. Even if they don't win the game, I think they cover. But, however, I think Tennessee does win the game. I think their rushing attack with uh, Eric Gray and uh, I think Jarek Garantano has looked a lot better this year. I think they win this game. And I think they win it. I don't think they win it big, but I think they win it, like, pretty decisively. Like, I think they are in control the majority of the game. It should be a good game to watch, but I'm going to go Tennessee – 28, Georgia, 17. I like to hear that one there. But, yeah, I'm a, I, don't, I don't know how to pick this one here. Pick with my heart or pick with my gut. I mean, Georgia hadn't looked terrible. They, I mean, they steamrolled Auburn, which you can make a case that Auburn's defense isn't what it has been in the past few years. But, I mean, that's the you, – you got the top – one of the top – Defensive lines versus one of the top offensive lines in the country here. Oh, for sure. And with Cade Mays coming out being eligible, I mean, it has completely changed the whole Tennessee team. And I think you get a guy in Eric Gray who we know all all too well come out, rush for 170 yards, control the ball, two touchdowns, taking Tennessee 24, Georgia 21. Eric Gray, not just Eric Gray, you also got Ty Chandler, and that's just a yeah. dynamic. That may be one of the best running back duos in the country. Yeah, and, I mean, Eric Gray has been outstanding. I mean, he always finds a way to find the end zone. I mean, it's – It reminds me a lot of when Georgia had uh, Keith Marshall and Todd Gurley. Like, mm-hmm. Or even when Tennessee had Alvin Kamara and uh, Jalen Hurd. That's yeah, because I mean you got Ty Chandler as a big running back. I mean he's going yeah. power, power head down, run you over. And Eric Gray is, I mean you can compare him to Alvin Kamara. Duke can catch a ball at the backfield and make you miss. But yeah, I'm I'm liking yeah. Tennessee in this one. And Garantano's finally he's been there for what five years? Way now. too he's long. Got, he's got the experience. I think he's finally it's finally clicking with him. He's finally had offensive coordinator and Cheney for the first time ever. He's had one two mm-hmm. years in a row. I believe. First, yeah, and, first uh, offseason he hadn't had to relearn a play. So he's finally getting to just understand the offense, and I think that's really benefited him a lot. And he's looking like a solid QB this year. I like Tennessee this year. I think they win this game. What you got, Jared? I um, I think Georgia is going to key on the run. I think they're going to make JG throw it. He's looked a lot better. I think they're. I think Eric Gray still has hundred yards rushing. I think he puts up a touchdown or two. But I think they're going to try their best to neutralize the run more. They have a pretty good run defense. Um, but they're going to make him throw it. So we're really going to see because I, I do think Tennessee has a chance to win. Um, I think Georgia's going to win. I think Georgia's going to win a close one. But if Tennessee's going to win the ball game, he's got to be able to throw the ball, throw the ball effectively, and they can't turn the ball over. Yeah, that's he's done good with that this year. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's they've they've called him a game manager. I mean, he yeah does not turn the ball or has not turned the ball over this year and just looked yeah yeah looked good. But let me go back and rephrase this. Eric Gray has 170 all-purpose yards, not just rushing yards. 
Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to really key on the rush and make him throw it because I think they think that they can make him make mistakes just because of the past. And I think Georgia is the best defense they've played so far. Who did they play last week? They had, South they had Carolina, Missouri and, and South they Carolina. Missouri. So they haven't really played they a top-tier had, defense. Mm-hmm. I think Georgia is the best defense they played. I think they're going to try and kill the run game. And I think Tennessee probably knows that. So he's going to have to throw the ball for them to win. Um, so... Yeah, and their defense is going to have to play well because I do think Georgia's offense is better than people are giving them credit for. And with uh, Mr. Walk-On settling in a little more, and especially it being a home game and not going to ha- uh, not having to go to Rocky Top, it, he might have a better game than uh, he would if they went up there. So. All right, so let's get into our last two segments today. It's going to be stars of the week, and then we're going to uh, – whoever the team that has impressed you the most, we'll start with you. Brady? Uh, well, my star of the week, I think I'm going to go with. Uh, it's tough, but I'm going to go with Najee Harris. I think he I think he has a big game on Saturday. I think he is going to be the it factor for Alabama. I mean, there's a lot of it factors for Alabama. But I think he's going to have a big day. I think he rushes for – he probably – honestly, I think he may double his uh, yards for the season <laughs> in this one game. He's got – what? let me see what he's got this year. He's got 141 rushing yards on the season. Uh, yeah, I think he I think he easily surpasses that in this game. I think he probably rushes for around 220. He's gonna have like Derrick Henry type numbers. I think he carries Alabama to the win or helps him a lot anyway. And another one I got is probably Jarrett Garantano. I think he's gonna have a big game on Saturday and help Tennessee win. I think he they I agree with Jared. They're gonna force him to pass the ball, but I think unlike previous years i think he can do that now and i think he will and so i, I got Najee harris and jared garantano as my stars of the week what you got jared i'm a man this is tough you know what i'm gonna go with terry wilson i think anytime kentucky just because their football history gets a big sec win i think they're gonna win the game i'm gonna go with terry wilson because i'm gonna i'm gonna say he's gonna throw the ball this week i think he's gonna be effective i think mississippi state's defense is is suspect and I think he's gonna be able to run all over him throw all over him and uh, hopefully he puts it together I like the guy I think he's a good guy he got hurt last year Kentucky could have been good last year kind of hurt their season a lot so I hope they get a big time dub for them um versus state this week and I do think uh JG could be uh Carantano could 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 be another one he's gonna have to throw the ball if he throws the ball Tennessee will win and uh it's gonna be a big big win for them so there's there's mine well um Gonna go a little off topic here. I'm taking a defensive player in DeAndre Johnson, linebacker for Tennessee. I mean, last week alone he had two and a half sacks against South Carolina. Week before had a sack versus Missouri. He is over his career sack mark. Or almost over his career sack mark. He's played two games this season. He's gonna have a big game and help Tennessee win. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a good pick. All right, well, what team has impressed you the most so far? Oh, that's tough. Honestly, it's probably – I'm going to go for me. I think it's been outside of their defense. I think it's been Florida. I really didn't expect Kyle Trask to be the guy that he's been. I kind of thought – I doubted on him. I'm not going to lie. I thought he was a career backup. I mean, he they're overhyping him. He's not – I mean, I, did, I really didn't suspect him to do what he's done so far this year. But, man, has he proved me wrong. He's just been absolutely electric. 
and I think he's going to be a huge factor for Florida this year and possibly push them into the playoff if they can win the East. I mean, you know they got to get past Georgia and Tennessee, which they always struggle with Georgia no matter how good they are. But uh, I think this year, I think Trask pushes them past uh, the on to, on to the next level, and I think they get that East title. And that's uh, so I think Florida has been the team that has impressed me the most, mainly due to Kyle Trask and also Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I'd have to agree there. So, Jared, I know you got to go just real quick. What team has impressed you? Um, Florida's been really impressive. Their defense is, uh, you know, it's not, I think it's got to improve a lot for them to really have a chance to win it all. Um, but I'm going to go with Tennessee. I think Tennessee's looked a lot better. Um, I think Pruitt's done a really good job since after losing to Georgia State last year, and I think they have just they've looked really good. Hopefully, they get a big win this week and uh, continue on that. Well, I'm taking Arkansas for this one. I mean, they came out without with all the hype on A&M. They came out and played a really good game against them. Came out last week, shut down what was the top one of the top offenses in the SEC. That defense for Arkansas looks solid. Felipe Franks has done enough to win games. So, yeah, they've probably been the, my most impressive team. Yeah, I agree. I think Arkansas's defense has been impressive. Barry Odom is doing a great job. He is going to get another head coaching job soon. I think Missouri really screwed up by letting him go. I'm not, on, I'm not riding the Eli Drinkowitz train. I think they should have kept Odom. That's just my personal opinion, and I think he's going to prove them that this year at Arkansas. Yeah, I'm real high on Arkansas now. Dalton would be happy to hear that one. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, that's been the first episode. We'll plan on uploading on Fridays and Mondays. Monday episodes are just going to recap what happened over the weekend and see how well we did on predicting games. And Thank you all for listening. Have a good one. Living down.